Hey, beautiful people. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird. We're back again this week with another one and done. And it's the gaucho pants of the podcast world, the crotchless panties, the edible underwear for sure. Yes, 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 yes. And this week we have a really special episode because we have a guest. We have Britt from Nightmareka podcast joining us. Hello. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm totally fangirling out right now. <laughs> no, we're fangirling. We are so excited. In my crotchless underwear and gaucho pants. Woohoo! <laughs> she has the uniform. <laughs> um, this week we are drinking a coconut pineapple margarita mm-hmm. with a little bit of Scrappy's lime bitters. Yes. We couldn't resist another uh, addition of the Scrappies. No, we're addicted. It's a problem. <laughs> um, but it's really good. It's really creamy, which um, Tiffany likes. I'm a little bit, the color is a little bit, well, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it, for me, I, it's a little bit sexy, but um, <laughs> just let your mind figure out what I'm talking about. But it's good. I like it. It's good. <laughs> So, Britt, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my gosh. It's my pleasure. Um, I wanted to ask you, so you are a co- your co-host is Erin Sagers, mm-hmm. who is kind of a big deal in the paranormal world. <laughs> he is totally a big deal in the paranormal world, and it's just so funny. Me, I'm a Midwest girl at heart, so... To hear him talk about all these people he knows and has worked with, it just is so mind-boggling for us in this industry. It's really impressive. (laughs) Yes. It's it's (laughs) impressive. So how did you guys meet? I've always wondered. So it's a great story, and we should talk about it more on the podcast. I don't know why we don't, Um, but we met on a dating app. Uh, (laughs) We met on Hinge. And we went on like a couple handful of dates. We like, you know, decided it was not romantically inclined, but we loved going to bars and drinking and talking about super weird things. He, of course, has been on like travel channels, like all their paranormal shows. He's now on Paranormal Caught on Camera. And then I'm a retail manager that just loves true crime. So anyone weird that I can talk to, I totally will do it. So even though it didn't work out romantically, I had just moved to New York City. It was really great to have a friend. Mm -hmm. And he came with the idea, you know, why don't we record our drunken ramblings at the bar? And so here is Nightmarica. (laughs) What a beautiful story. Oh my God, I love it. Me too. I, um, Aaron, I have to say almost every haunting or paranormal place that you talk about he's been there yes yes he has been like everywhere and you guys even talked about some of your like the dracula episode he's been to that forest he's Mm -hmm. met brahm stoker's like nephew or whatever it's like he knows everyone but he's so chill about it yeah he is like he just like drops it like no big deal yeah he was like (laughs) i think in your lighthouse episode he was like i've been there as an investigator and as a tourist i'm like oh okay well not a big deal. The dream. The yeah. dream. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. was like on the Queen Mary and a ghost <laughs> crawled in bed with him. <gasps> oh 
And like, he's just like, he was like, oh, get, get out of my bed. Like, he's just so <laughs> not, it's awesome. It's like, because sometimes these people can have big egos and like, mm-hmm. there's Aaron just being like totally cool with it. He didn't even want to spoon a ghost. That's he pretty didn't. chill. That's really chill. I know. He should have taken it up. <laughs> what, what a wonderful uh, beginning story. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we should talk about it more. I don't know why, but I don't, I it's love funny. It. And he's like the paranormal side, and then you are the yes. true crime side of the podcast, yes. which we love true crime. So I Absolutely. always like to get in. I love Nightmarica because you get a little bit of the paranormal, and then you get a little bit of true crime in one. Yes, yes. It's like we pick like the single game. location and then mm-hmm. tell our weird stories off of that, which is mm-hmm. fun. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Um, but that was um, really good. Thanks for sharing that story. And of then, course. I love that story. And mm-hmm. it's so hard to make friends as an adult. There needs to be like a friend a friend uh, app to just exactly. meet somebody when you move to a city. Because exactly. it's so awkward. How do, you, how do you meet new friends as, a, as an adult person? You know it's what? It's so hard. It is really hard. I ha- I, when I was bartending, we have a customer I won't say their name but we have a mutual customer who used to come in you know who it is um he said he met a friend one time on Craigslist and he was a big mountain biker and he just put an ad on Craigslist for like fellow mountain bike lovers Mm -hmm. and they just met up seems pretty sketchy to me I would never do this who are you talking about this isn't my dad is it no okay No, she's like, she's like, you might know him. Um, no, if it was your dad, I would have hung out with him. Yeah, don't go on Craigslist. I'll, I'll be your friend. So there is that way. There's always Craigslist, but it was risky. That's a a little risky. They met in the forest on a trail. Okay, literally, that's the worst. Meet meet a Craigslist stranger in the forest if you need a friend. That is a hard pass. I didn't say it was a good idea. I just said it was an idea. (laughs) He told me a story about that one time when he came to the bar and I was bartending, and he told me this like Craigslist mountain bike meetup that he did, and I was like, "You're really lucky that you didn't get murdered, right?" But see, that's the difference with dudes. They can get yeah. away yeah. with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lame. totally. Totally. No it's way. Not There's fair. no way. No, um, it's not fair. Okay. Um, all right. So I also know that you're super into sustainability. Yes. Which I love. So I wanted to talk about, I just wanted to ask you really quickly, what are some little things that everyday people could do to head towards living a more sustainable life oh my gosh I love that I have always kind of been into sustainability my mom is a yoga teacher and my sister is like a holistic nutritionist so I just kind of grew up with it and it wasn't until seeing how other people lived that I realized like oh not everyone (laughs) eats like vats of lentil soup all the time (laughs) (laughs) sorry mom Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually, lentils get a bad rap. They're delicious. Oh, my God. They're so delicious. I love them. Like, other people grow up with, like, mac and cheese as comfort mm-hmm. food, and, like, mine is lentil soup. Like, yeah. it's all That's I amazing. I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah. My mom I'm, is so great. A we, mac and cheese kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but little things like watching your use of paper towels, like, mm-hmm. that's something so small, but they can't be recycled. So mm-hmm. even just getting like an old t-shirt that you're going to throw away and just cut that up and use it as a rag to like wipe stuff up. 
I try to avoid any single-use plastic, so reusable water bottles, um, no Ziploc bags, no cling wrap. Um, I try to wrap things in towels. And there's a lot of produce that you can wrap up or just like even lay cut side down on a plate, which is so interesting. Mm -hmm. And I also got into it because I'm cheap as hell. I'm from Mm -hmm. the Midwest. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. like if I can avoid spending any money, I will. Mm -hmm. So like even an avocado, you cut it in half and you just lay it flat side down on a plate and then it keeps it from turning brown. And then you're not wrapping it. Yeah, it's so easy. Or you can like submerge it in a little bit of water too and that keeps it from going brown. Oh. But yeah, just like anything easy like that. And the water bottles are what get me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. definitely w- reusable water bottles. Even I know uh, it, it's t- terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. We just it really need to is. practice our karate chops and kicks and if we just see someone <laughs> drink just karate chop it right yes. out of our hands. Yes. <laughs> and there's so many reusable options mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And you're right when you're saying like it does save you so much money. Mm-hmm. Yes. So even if you even if you are like don't care about the environment because you're just like a vil- an evil villain, <laughs> like just think about saving a little bit of money. Totally. I mean, that's it for Get, me. I'm a cheapskate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can relate to that. Last year, um, I for my son's school year, we packed lunches and I got a bento box, mm-hmm. and it was super um, sustainable. And cute. I didn't have, and it's cute. Yeah, um, totally cute. And I didn't have to use Ziploc bags. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's, yeah, that's what so I use. easy that I can it's do. It's so easy. Yeah, I love them. Thank you so much for sharing that because I really like that about you. You're such an advocate for the environment, which I feel everybody should be. Yeah. Um, and it saves money. I didn't even think about that part of it. Totally. Yeah. From one Midwestern cheapskate, stop buying plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, all right. So I think it's time to get into it. <gasps> yes. And we are going because we're all fans. I say that loosely of true crime. <laughs> um, we're going to do a true crime episode. Amazing. Themed episode. And um, what gave me this idea is we bought the Last Pot on the Left's book, um, the one that they just came out with. And I love, love a vigilante mob for justice. And that's how one of these killers on our list was caught. So we are going, it gave me the idea. I'm going to go through a list of infamous serial killers and how they were caught. Amazing. So I'll list the sources in the um, description, episode description. Obviously, Last Plot on Left book is one of the sources. And the other ones, you could find them in our episode description. All right, so I just want to start off by saying warning. We have a graphic details in this episode, so if you're squeamish or you have a problem with murder, um, <laughs> don't, don't listen to this one. So first on our list, we have, I can honestly say I hate this man's guts. I hate his guts. Um, Isn't that the whole list? Men that we hate, slash. (laughs) Yes. Okay. He's the most hated for me on this list. Mm -hmm. Dennis Rader. Mm. Oh, he's just... Yeah. Anyways, okay. So he nicknamed himself BTK, Bind, Torture, Kill. That's what it stood for. And we refuse to call him that because he nicknamed himself that. You can't make up your own serial killer nickname. 
Nope, you definitely can't. You can't make up your own nickname, like, as a kid. Period. I thought yeah. the Tasmanian Devil was so cool, and I was like, <laughs> everybody call me Taz, and it was like, no. That's not how this works. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. That's no one is going to call you that. No. No. Declined. <laughs> you tried to start your own Taz nickname. Totally. Totally. <laughs> that is amazing. I actually like that. I, I think it's cool. I would have called you Taz. I'll call you Thank Taz. You, you want me? I'll call you Thank Taz. You. Awesome. It only I, took I, 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> I changed the spelling of my name for a little bit, for like a year. Oh. I was like, you know what? I don't want to be C-A-S-S-I-E. I want to be C-A-S-I. Wow. Oh. I got... I Controversial. W- I know. I was... It was... You know, my teachers did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, every kid in this class is going to start changing the spelling. I, I cannot handle this. I was in middle... I think I was in seventh grade. I was in middle school when I did that. Oh, my God. But they gave me the space to be an individual. And then finally, my parents were just like, you need to start spelling your name correctly. <laughs> it's just dumb at this point. <laughs> oh, okay, so Dennis Rader lived in Wichita, Kansas, and from 74 to 91, Dennis murdered 10 victims, ranging from 9 years old to 62 years old. By 2004, the case was considered cold. He had stopped for a little bit, I think. He had had children and maybe he'd stopped um because for him I feel like I feel like him out of I'm assuming everybody on this list but out of most serials I feel like he was choosing to do these I don't feel like he was as like compulsive or compelled as other serial killers have been correct Mm -hmm. correct like I feel like he was making the decision to do this because he was such a piece of shit that he was like yes this is what I'm gonna be now yes I completely agree because I'm an asshole Total asshole. Yeah, he is. He is. I actually, quote, called him an asshat. Um, <laughs> I said, it's so fitting. Weird. That's his new nickname. We've decided. Ass-hat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but Raider couldn't help himself, and he couldn't stay out of the public eye. And actually, I think someone, if I remember correctly, tried to take credit, and it really pissed him off. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so he started to contact the press and contact police, and he even left emptied out cereal boxes with details of the crime that nobody would know, and also dolls or Barbies um, tied up with ropes, like a, in a bondage way, which, oh my God, I would, honestly, I hate this guy so much. Yeah. Um, he mostly communicated through the press and through newspaper wanted ads or um what are those ads like um seek desperately seeking susan that movie Mm -hmm. with madonna what were those ads seeking arrangements yes finding arrangements something like that something like that yeah um so he they did that for a while and he wasn't murdering people thank goodness but he was um trying to get attention by talking about his previous crimes that were unsolved so he sent the following message to police and this eventually led to his downfall because he's an idiot quote can i communicate with floppy and not be traced to a computer be honest (laughs) be honest (laughs) yes under miscellaneous no crosses count be honest (laughs) (laughs) under miscellaneous section 494 parentheses rex it will be okay parentheses 
run it for a few days in case I'm out of town, etc. I will try a floppy for a test run sometime in their near future, February or March. Honestly, he's so dumb. Um, so dumb. So detectives responded, of course we can't trace the floppy disk. Uh, Tee hee hee. Yeah. Yeah, they're like fingers are crossed behind their back. Yes. yes. Uh, I said no crossies count. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Dennis is a dumbass, and he sent a floppy di- disk, which they immediately, like within seconds, traced <laughs> back to Dennis and his computer at the Lutheran Church Dennis attended. He was also the vice president there. It's so icky. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I just hate his guts so much. It's like the hiding in the plain sight, the weird yep. narcissism, the need for attention, the, he's yeah. just, it's just garbage. Um, okay. So at this point, the police had strong circumstantial evidence, but they wanted an airtight case because they knew we're, if we're going to get this guy, we need to get him the first time so they had two dna samples from two of his crime scenes and they compared that dna with dennis's daughter's dna from a pap smear she had taken (gasps) when she was in college oh my gosh and then they got a familiar match and then dennis was arrested he confessed we all know he confessed to everything in court Mm -hmm. and he was sentenced to 10 consecutive life sentences Booyah. Got you, Dennis. Booyah. Gotcha, fucker. How did <laughs> yep. I know about the floppy and everything else but off the pap smear? I don't know. I, I don't think I really knew about that either. I guess I didn't leave with the pap smear information, but that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Men wow. like to pretend that like that just doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing ever goes wrong down there. There's no need to no. test those. No. no. Of course a woman's vagina didn't help us solve a case. <laughs> Of course, someone's vagina didn't take down a serial killer. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is amazing. Yeah. Okay, so here's, like, my favorite takedown of all time. I have to say it's my favorite. Okay. And I'm talking about Richard Ramirez. Yes, mine too. A.K.A. the Night Stalker. He terrorized California in the 80s, and he... What he did was he cruised neighborhoods late at night into the early morning in San Francisco and L.A., so pretty much the entire scope of California. Mm Mm-hmm. He would break through an open window or an unlocked door. Um, sometimes he would sexually assault the inhabitants. He would rob them and eventually murder most of the residents. Not all, but mm-hmm. most. With the media and the police closing in, the night, stalker, the night stalker arrived in L.A. on a bus from Tucson. Noticing police at the bus station, Ramirez dropped into a nearby liquor store for a coffee and a donut. And this was early in the morning, about 7.30. While paying, two women from the back of the store pointed at him and said, El Matador. Richard then saw his mugshot printed on the front page of a newspaper, and he got the freak out of there. But the clerk had already called the police, I think even before the women had mentioned him or pointed at him and said El Matador. They saw his grill. Mm Mm-hmm. Ew, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gingivitis for me. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, my so God. I just almost spat out my drink. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to catch a city bus, but everyone on the bus recognized him, so he jumped off. He tried to jack a car, but the driver also recognized him and refused to give up the car and also, I think, it hit him a couple times. Mm-hmm. 
um, and then started a foot chase. He jumped through yards. He jumped fences. He ran um, down alleyways, and he tried to commandeer numerous cars, and all failed. Um, actually, in one backyard, he was slapped by a man with a spatula who was cooking in his backyard, which <laughs> I thought was kind of funny. Hero. Hero yeah. status. Yes, hero. Exactly. Not all heroes wear capes. Some of them just yep. have hot spatulas from the grill. <laughs> Some cook hamburgers at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, yeah. Good point. So I, don't, I don't know What's why he was grilling it in the morning. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Hero. Yeah. Um, so he eventually... He was chased down by a vigilante mob chanting El Matador. Uh, I actually don't know if they were chanting that, but I, I like to imagine they were chanting it. Yeah, let's it. just, let's say it. Yeah. Yes. If we say it, it's true. Yes. That's true uh, crime podcasting. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and they were out for blood and justice. A man named Manuel de la Tour hit Ramirez in the head with a metal pipe. He knocked him down where he was held until police arrived. They caught the Night Stalker. So he pleaded guilty, and he was sentenced to death. Um, and honestly, the vigilante mob part really just makes my heart happy. I love it. Yes. I just love it. It's my favorite thing. And when I'm feeling sad, I think about that, and I feel better. <laughs> yeah. That's your happy place? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's awesome. Yes. The neighborhood came together. They were screaming El Matador. They, he got slapped with a spatula. He was They was like... <laughs> fiery hot so it like branded him with like the weird lines <laughs> yes <laughs> i think that's every true crime true crime uh fan or you know somebody who's interested in true crime i think that's all of our fantasy to mm-hmm. help be able to be a part of the mob mm-hmm. that yes. runs somebody down mm-hmm. tackles them to the ground mm-hmm. and totally. brings them to justice yes. yes yes i would if i was there i would have absolutely 100 percent joined in that mob oh yes yeah. without a doubt yes no questions no questions. Okay, so number three on our list um, is Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. He was a necrophiliac, a cannibal, a murderer, and an all-around smelly weirdo. And a crafter. <laughs> oh, he was a crafter, too. A little bit. And a Midwesterner. Yes, and Hey-o. he was a Midwesterner. <laughs> Dahmer preyed on young men in Milwaukee from 78 to 91, and it wasn't until he lured Tracy Edwards with an invitation for happy hour, which I'm a sucker for. So mm-hmm. uh, once Tracy drank his obligatory beer, he tried to leave when Dahmer cuffed him and told him he was going to cut his heart out and eat it. Can you imagine? Jesus. Um, managing to survive a little longer, Tracy and Dahmer watched The Exorcist 3 as Dahmer drank more beer. After the movie, Dahmer went to get his camera to take pictures of Tracy, and as Dahmer reached for his camera, Tracy punched him in the face, kicked him in the stomach, and ran out the door with his cuffs still on. (sighs) What a terrifying... Like, how is that just this day not a movie? Yeah. That's pretty scary. When I I researched it, I was like, oh, shit. Like, Tracy really was... And they had to watch such a creepy movie as well. They couldn't watch, like, at least a chill movie. (laughs) Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> yeah, and it has the words. I mean, have you seen number three? Mm-mm. Actually, I don't think I have seen number three. I've I don't only think, seen one. I'm, I've only seen one, and I think. Do you Dahmer think that three is like a sweetheart movie? The only so. ones seen number three. <laughs> There's been two views of the movie yeah. ever. Yeah, Just those two. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I haven't seen three either. I've actually I've seen the one where they're in like they're archaeologists and they're in. I think I've only like seen one. Cleaning out a cave yeah. or somewhere. I think it's somewhere in Africa, and then there's the spirit. I think that's that supposed to be a cursed movie, though. It is. There's because like a lot of people. they used real skeletons. Yeah. Which seems rude. And I think one of the doctors in it killed someone. Like one of oh, the guys yeah. who played a doctor, I think. Who played the um who played like the anesthesiologist or yes, something. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, he was a murderer. Yeah. Maybe him and Dahmer were friends and that he was just supporting. Maybe. Oh my god, yes. He was like, Listen, I need to buy this. You have to watch it with me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. I know. I wish you would have seen like a good movie like what is that, like backdraft or something or like What's that one with um, Bruce Willis? Literally, you name somebody who's been in like 300 movies. Okay, yeah, my fault, my fault, my fault, my how bad. About an old, how about I like a Tootsie? Like a, a fun... <laughs> Ooh, Tootsie. Tootsie's a good one. A feel-good movie. Yeah, 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 Tootsie. Tootsie's a good one. I need to watch that. I love that movie. It seriously holds up. I love it. Um, okay. Maybe it doesn't hold up, but I love it. No, I, I mean, it holds up. I like it. Okay. It's good. I haven't seen it in a while, so... Uh, so Tracy, once he was on the street, he happened to run into police officers and he actually didn't want to turn Dahmer in or press charges. He just wanted to, the key for the handcuffs so he could get the F out of there. Uh, so he I mean, brought, I get it, but also like turn him in. Well, I think there was speculation, like maybe he was closeted and he oh. didn't, he didn't want to like deal with that. So he just oh. was like, this guy Put me in handcuffs. Just bring me to his door so That's we can sad. get the key, and I'll just get that. That breaks out my heart. Yeah, it, it is really sad. Um, so the police brought him to Dahmer's door, and actually, when he answered the door, he made a joke. Dahmer made a joke that the only way to get Tracy out of the cuffs was to cut his hands off. But it actually wasn't a joke because he didn't have a key, and in his <gasps> other victims, that's actually how he got the cuffs off. Okay, Dahmer, that's in poor taste. That's crossing the line. It was, yeah, that's I, gross. It was a little Ed Gein. Yeah. Yes. Also from Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on over there? Right? Cheese. It's cheese. It's the cheese. I'm still going to eat it. I don't care. True that. Um, cheese is probably my favorite. It food. is. It is. Uh, so the police were like, okay, that was a weird joke, but just give us the keys, dude. And they went inside, and once they were inside, they, they noticed a smell. Oh. of decomp and rotting flesh they noticed polaroids on the wall which were of d- total men in t- in many different stages of decomp the polaroids were like of severed heads disem- disemboweled bodies yeah um just all kinds of like weird shit that nobody should have polaroids of no nope. um they found severed heads in the refrigerator. They found a barrel of acid, and they found corpses in the shower. Imagine that level of horror I, on something that you just think is just a like a love like a lovers' quarrel. Lo- yes. Yeah. But also, thing. why didn't the neighbors call in the smell? They did, I think. Oh. But, um, I think that they lived in a really, really bad area too, where everybody just tried to stay to themselves because their neighbors were dangerous Mm -hmm. yes yeah and i and then the one time the one kid did the women did approach the police about the one kid who tried to get away the Mm -hmm. police kind of didn't i'll talk about that at the end okay i mentioned that all right we can't talk about this and not mention that okay yeah um 
Okay, so they were like, okay, this guy is, let's, we got to arrest this guy. So they arrested him. Um, he was finally taken into custody. Um, and this is after like years, years of uh, murder and uh, sexual assault and all kinds of crappy things that Dahmer did. Um, he confessed to 17 murders and he received 15 life sentences. Uh, Dahmer didn't last more than two years in prison. He was killed by another inmate. Um, I think he wanted to die, so mm -hmm. he kind of was just like waiting for it to happen, but almost too lazy to um, maybe do it himself. I don't know. I think he was just kind of waiting for the inevitable. He was, a, he was attacked first. He survived. They put him back in general pop, and then he was attacked again and that time he, he was which killed. is a death sentence for him to be put in general poverty. for yeah. sure but for he sure. wanted to crimes. he wanted to yeah I he wanted that, to die I yeah. think that once he was like medicated and fully lucid because mm -hmm. he had been such an alcoholic and had whatever issues he had I think that once he was um fully lucid and realized his crimes I think that he was like I can't live knowing yeah. all these things mm -hmm. yeah because I think he was kind of in a haze during most of his crimes. I mean, you have to be, I think. Like, I don't think he enjoyed the m murder bad parts. He was just trying to get to the end goal of mm -hmm. creating that zombie sex slave type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do, I do think Dahmer was, once he was caught, I think he was, I mean, I don't know. Don't, don't come after me, but I do think he was genuinely remorseful he i think he was really remorseful for the pain and suffering that he caused his victims and their families more so than anybody else i mm -hmm. think mm -hmm. not saying like he gets a pass like no. he's still a dick mm. we still are, totally we still don't like him. oh yeah mm -hmm. but no, compared to like a dennis raider it's i yes. just feel like it's a way different situation mm -hmm. and uh, so what back to what tiffany mentioned um i think it's important to bring up that jeffrey's victims were mostly black men and hispanic men and i think um asian men mm -hmm. um and they were also gay or mm -hmm. closeted gay or sex workers or bisexual and they were also a lot of them on a lower uh had a lower socioeconomic status and in my opinion i think jeffrey would have been caught a lot sooner if law enforcement hadn't turned a blind eye to his victims because they were yep. black, because they were brown, mm -hmm. because they were poor, and because mm -hmm. they were gay. I mean, it, it really... Absolutely. So I had to mention that. Um, all right, yeah. So that's enough about Dahmer because <laughs> um, he, I do agree with you. I do think he was remorseful, and I think that he had some serious But it doesn't, I mean, that doesn't excuse what he did. No, of course not. We would never excuse that. But I think he's an anomaly... I do too. And where he, I do feel he was remorseful and he, he had mm -hmm. a compulsion that he could not stop. That's why Dahmer is my least hated mm -hmm. for me personally. Yes. If they show some remorse, like it doesn't negate it, but it's like, okay. And I think to your point, like once he was starting to be medicated, that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I think it yeah was like a perfect storm. He had a, a compulsion and a mental illness that was untreated for his entire life, and then he was self-medicating with alcohol. He was self-medicating, yeah. and then also combination in combination with the law enforcement in his neighborhood just did not care about the community 
and these men disappearing. They didn't even know they were missing. They didn't so even know sad. they had a serial killer in the neighborhood. You so would sad. think they would know that, but okay. So we're going to move on. Um, and this one is a little bit, this one is the crimes weren't more recent, but this person has been recently caught and he is in the news. He has been in the news and I'm talking about Joseph James D'Angelo Jr., known as the Golden State Killer, the original Night Stalker, the East Area Rapist, and the Visalia Ransacker. After a decades-long investigation, D'Angelo was finally caught after committing at least 13 murders, over 50 sexual assaults, and over 100 burglaries. He was brought down by DNA on an Ancestry website. A cold case investigation led by the one and only Paul Holes. Hot for Holes. So hot for Holes. I have a little heart eye emoji after his name. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> I do. Um, and Steve Kramer from the FBI, working with genealogist Barbara Ray Venter, they assembled a huge family tree of 10 to 20 people who had the same great, great, great grandparents as a suspect. So basically what they did is they got the old DNA or the DNA from one of the crime scenes. They used it against an ancestry website. And that's how they kind of got to this point where they're creating a family tree. So they went through the family tree and they narrowed it down to two suspects, one being D'Angelo. I don't remember how they confirmed the other suspect, but they basically confirmed that he was not the one. So police got, DNA from D'Angelo's car door. So D'Angelo was was pretty vigilant about not leaving DNA anywhere. Um, but they snuck somehow and got it from his car door. And they also got a tissue from his trash curbside. That's how they got him. And we talked about this on a previous episode, but when they just did the trial recently where he admitted mm. and did his plea mm. they talked about how they had used an entirely empty garbage truck to swing by his house on trash day to get his trash and i that's how they got the tissue and i'm that's like amazing. wow that's totally amazing um okay so when they arrested him and they put him in an inter in an interrogation room they left him alone for a little bit which he was being recorded and d'angelo talked to himself about jerry a person inside of him who made him do everything that he did. And he said like, Jerry wanted to do it. I didn't want to do it, but I was stuck with Jerry. This like weird character that he created to, I, I think that he was trying to lay the ground for like an insanity plea. Mm -hmm. um, Cause he just seems like that kind of a piece of shit he was charged with. And earlier this year, he pled guilty to 13 counts of murder and 13 counts of kidnapping. Now, unfortunately, the burglaries and the sexual assaults had um, reached a statute limitation, so he couldn't be charged with those. But I think prosecutors did, uh, I think it's kind of neat. They did kind of a workaround. And I think for the victims and their families, they said they took the death penalty off the table if he admitted to all the things that had reached the statute limitations. So he did. He admitted to all the sexual assaults all the burglaries he admitted to everything. And then he also pled guilty to everything. He hasn't been sentenced yet. That's coming soon, I think. Mm -hmm. And then I also wanted to mention the late Michelle McNamara, who wrote all be gone in the dark. 
which I read, which is, it was a fantastic book. Billy Jensen actually finished it mm-hmm. uh, because she has passed away. She had passed away before she finished it. Mm-hmm. She, she worked tirelessly for years on the case. And um, she actually was the one who um, came up with Golden State Killer. Yes. And I have to wonder, not to discredit anyone, because Paul Holes and prosecutors and the FBI and the genealogists really did um, phenomenal work in this case. But I have to wonder, without Michelle's hard work and dedication, where would this case be today? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, she's the one that wrote about it on True Crime Diary. She's the one that got it all out there. And her and Paul were super good friends. Like, they worked together on a lot. And so... If I remember correctly, she was kind of the one that was like, hey, what about this genealogy stuff? And yeah. it wasn't until a few years later that Jed Match came out. And honestly, it's the only reason why I want to get my DNA is just to, like plug it in and see if I'm related to a serial killer. Me too. Yes. Maybe we can solve Zodiac. <laughs> totally. I, it does make I me totally want to do it. Yeah. You should. I love it. I, I don't lo- think I'm, I'm related to anyone, but. You never know. Look. You are from the Midwest. You might be related yeah. to all of them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about this case is how you were talking about how, because the statute of limitations for the sexual assaults mm-hmm. was up. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, there should not be a statute. Obviously, completely agree against sexual assaults. That is yeah. bullshit. Mm-hmm. But um, I love, or I don't lo- not love's not the right term, but I really like how they prosecutors said that because victims were moved from a space to another space, Mm -hmm. it constituted kidnapping. Mm -hmm. So that was another way that they could press Mm -hmm. charges Mm -hmm. against these assaults Mm -hmm. and kind of the workaround with that statute. Yeah, because there's no statute on kidnapping. Yeah. Uh, Which is... Which was really sort of the prosecutors. There shouldn't be a statute on sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that they got this scumbag. Yeah. He is local for us. Yeah. where he lived when he was caught was like, it's like 30 minutes from where yeah. I am. So my mom, super local. Yeah. My mom works for Northern Cali- Northern California grocery store chain. And he was also an employee of the same chain. He was a oh mechanic God. for their delivery trucks. Oh my God. I know my mom has never met him personally, but she, um, one of the delivery drivers was very good friends with him. They were fishing buddies. And wow. when, I know when my mom, um, found out that he was friends and, and got a chance to talk to him. She was like, I'm sure you get this all the time, but like, how did you not know? Yeah. And he was like, I'm, I'm like shocked. I was completely shocked. It was, he totally hid that part of himself from everybody. Yeah. Well, with Ted Bundy, I mean, Anne Rule worked next to him for years and I mean, she did eventually piece it together, but she didn't know for a long time. It's yeah. crazy. They're such good con artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can, a lot of them can just compartmentalize. I mean, yes. even, even asshat Dennis Rader did that too. I mean, people knew he was an asshole. Yeah. But I mean, he was like a pillar in his community. He was vice president of his church. Like he, he did it too. It's, it's freaky how they can yeah. hide that. He I guess you these people having kids is just. Yeah. I mean, BTK had what, like three kids? I think his daughter is actually um, being interviewed. I think she was just interviewed for a new interview. Yes. Which if that helps her heal, more mm-hmm. power to her. I can't Literally. imagine how hard that would be for, for the children. How do you process that? I yeah. know. It's so sad. Poor kids. Poor. I can't even imagine. 
No. Um, so that is a Golden State killer. I'm looking forward to his sentencing. And we, um, <laughs> there was like a gif, 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 gif. I think I say GIF, but I think it might be Jeff. No, oh, I think it's GIF. I think Is you're it? right. Okay, okay. Like I said, seven-year-old man doesn't get technology. <laughs> um, of when one of the victims told him to rot in hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched that video of uh, Golden State Killer. He was there wheeling him out from yes. his hearing. I think I watched that a thousand times. And every time I was like, yeah. yeah. Or when they talk about his tiny wiener. Oh my god! Seriously, <laughs> my favorite. It's the best. That <laughs> is honestly, that's. I just want everyone to always think of that immediately. That's yeah. probably why he's acting like an invalid because he honestly just can't handle the tiny wiener talk. Yeah. If we want a like real confession moment, I have experienced like a micro penis in my <gasps> no life. Way. He was not a nice man either. So really? it's like, right? You would think like, okay, be like you'd a be nice, nicer. You would think. But no, I know. Oh, I'm so intrigued. I know. Yes. So it's like an aggression link. Yes, I think so. Fascinating. I'm mad about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, why would you be a jerk? I would compensate with that with niceness. Being the nicest totally. person alive. Like, up for it, you know? <laughs> Honestly. Because you could make it work if he was totally. nice. Totally. Yeah, you could, there's a whole yeah, lot you of stuff call, out there. Yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot of wait more than one way to skin a cat. That seems yeah. like a weird thing to say right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so weird. Okay. Obviously, but, uh, we know why Dahmer is your least hated. hated? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That was that was very that was that was weird. No, it was in, impeccable timing in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would assume. I I. I was with someone, I don't think it was medically. I mean, okay. We don't need to talk about small penises. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, Everything's fine. <laughs> but he actually was a nice guy. He actually made the pancakes naked. Oh. Oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. The next morning, the morning after. I knew of somebody who was, and um, he was gay, so obviously I didn't date him. But I heard about it from a friend of a friend, and he was, very nice mm-hmm. and very popular. Mm-hmm. So I guess he oh. worked around it. Worked there around is, it. It's, it's yeah. totally workable. The guy that I dated, it, it wasn't like our personalities didn't really go. Yeah. He had an excellent book collection, which I was totally into. Mm-hmm. I would have like, if he would have said, will you marry me? I would have been like, yes. <laughs> and he was really sweet to make me pancakes the next morning. And he was, he was pretty cute. Yeah. He was just one of those, um, he was a shower, not a grower. Okay. So it was like the same size the, at, the all, whole time. at all. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, he was, he was nice. He made it for it for sure. Yeah. And he was smart. So I liked it, but. But the question with the pancakes, did he have a hairy chest? Cause like that would make me nervous that it would fall into the pancakes. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, not really. No, no, no. He was. I was it's like a garnish. I actually did yeah, I a little bit. I was probably hairier than he was. Actually, he didn't have a lot of hair oh, at real all. Talk, me too. Yeah. So I was like, no, you make the pancakes. My chest hair will get in it. Yeah. Also, I might burn one of my nipples. Yeah. Never, it's not a good thing. Topless. No way. Dangerous. Never cook topless. It's dangerous. Uh-uh. No, no way. My titty would get stuck in an oven Don't door. Don't fry topless. That's my one advice. So dangerous. <laughs> 
anyways, the moral of the story is I don't care what your penis is like. Just be nice. Totally. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> moral of this story. Actually, it's not all I have to say, but that's all I am going to say. <laughs> I could talk about penis all the time. All right. So our last loser on the list is actually one person I feel like, I mean, you probably disagree, but I feel like he doesn't, not a lot of people talk about him. Um, and that's David Berkowitz. Mm, I agree. Not a lot of people talk about him. Yeah. He's kind of, um, maybe, maybe it's, you know, people's fascination with like the gore and the up close and personal. Yeah. I think it's because he was like such a coward and was not hands on. Yeah. And people enjoy that. Not enjoy, but people are intrigued by that aspect of serial killers. So David Berkowitz, or known as the son of Sam, uh, he terrorized New York from 76 to 77. Um, He started with fires. Um, He was a pyromaniac for a while, but it didn't really scratch the itch that he had. Um, He had a lot of frustration from the fact that he was adopted and didn't know until later And he Mm. also didn't know how to talk to women. Um, So he was frustrated and decided to light shit on fire. Um, When he moved to murder, he first tried to um, stab women. And he felt that it was too up close and personal. He didn't want to hurt them. He just wanted to kill them. Um, Okay. (laughs) Should we explain... Should we explain murder to him? Maybe. <laughs> he was your typical, like, incel kind oh, of. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He would have yes. totally been on mm-hmm. the incel uh, totally. chat room. Yes. Um, so he uh, visited a friend who he convinced to purchase a gun. Um, and he, he started to target women around New York with long, dark, wavy hair. Um, he... <laughs> Oh I my god! You both just like looked right at me. I know. Rit has long, dark, long, hair. dark, wavy hair and live in New York. Wavy hair. Oh. Yes, yes. Um, so he would go out in the middle of uh, the night, usually when women were getting out of discos, and he um, shot them in while they were sitting in their cars. He killed six people and he injured ten. One particularly frustrating night for Berkowitz. Um, he was trying to find a parking space and he grew impatient and he parked illegally in front of a fire hydrant. And this is, this is another one that I really love because a woman walking her dog, her name was Cecilia, saw him angrily go over to his car and rip the ticket out from under his wiper. And then he stormed away. And then a couple minutes later, she heard gunshots and she was a smart woman and she followed her gut and she called the tip line. So her first, at first, her tip was minimized. It was even ignored by the um, tip takers in the police department. But she was persistent. She kept calling and she kept calling and she kept calling. And so finally they had to take her seriously and they looked into it. And David Berkowitz was one of the four people that received a ticket that night. Then they looked into him. They contacted his local precinct and they found a buttload of complaints from his neighbors he was um lighting stuff on fire and leaving it on their doorsteps and he was just drawing attention to himself Mm -hmm. however he can yeah and he's yeah he was sending them um weird cryptic notes like like 
and they were very similar to what some the son of Sam was sending to police and to, to the press. So they looked into him, and the more they looked into him, they thought, okay, maybe this is our guy. This is like that saying, when you're breaking the law, don't break the law. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like if he hadn't have gotten that ticket and hadn't have been just running around being a little Dennis the Menace mm-hmm. with his bullshit notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they were stupid. His notes were so stupid. And dumb. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Son of Sam, in my opinion, was he was kind of a poetic writer. I mean, compared to Dennis Rader, Dennis Rader had misspellings. He was mm-hmm. clearly an idiot. But uh, David Berkowitz was actually really poetic in the way that he wrote. But yeah, he was sending like stupid notes, threatening notes. They were really pissed off. They called the police and the police didn't do anything about it. Okay, so they staked out his house and they looked into his car and they found, illegally, by the way, they didn't have a warrant for this. But they, yeah, whoopsie. They found a butt of a gun sticking out of a duffel bag. And then they also found in his glove box like a like a letter or a note that he had written describing a mass murder at a disco. And he was planning, I think, to go out like um, suicide by cop. Uh-huh. But some- oh my God, that would have been horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shooting yeah. at a disco. That's he, awful. He, he ended up not doing it, I think, because of the weather. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Something as simple like, as the weather. Very New York of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all New Yorkers want to talk about is the weather. Like it's mildly too cold or mildly too hot. I've like never met people that want to talk to about the weather as much as New York. So that makes perfect sense. He's like, it was a little bit too warm for me to wear my corduroy. Yeah. Corduroy's out. So maybe yeah. next week. So he came out of his apartment. He got behind the wheel of his car. And that's when they went up to the car and they tapped on the window and he simply looked up at them with this like weird, awkward, crooked smile. And he said, quote, you got me. How come it took such a long time? <laughs> That's all he said. Okay, dude. He was, he pleaded guilty and he was sentenced to 25 to life for each murder. Um, he was up for parole every two years. He is up for parole every two years. He found God in prison, and he became he became a born again evangelical Christian, and he changed his name from Son of Sam to the Son of Hope, which, okay, whatever. Like, yeah. I, that's a big eye roll for me. Yeah, again, picking your own nicknames. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Every two years, he's still up for parole, and um, he's still that's denied. Crazy mm-hmm. though. I know. Could you imagine if they let Son of Sam out? Are you kidding me? No. I'd have to shave my head. For yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. Um, he's been denied every year, obviously. And he was actually supposed to have parole May of this year. Um, I couldn't find anything on it. I think maybe COVID maybe yeah. postponed it or something. I'm oh, not yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, you know if he was released. That would be everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, I keep picturing him like the actor in um, Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they did such a good job casting. Mm-hmm. It looked so much like the, the casting of Mindhunter is um, insane. They are so good. They are mm-hmm. so, so good. spot on. It is so good. honestly kind of scary. But can you yes. imagine an actor who who looks like Son of Sam, like his everyday life? 
just have to look like a, a serial killer. Or any yeah. of them. Ed I know. Because they all look oh so gosh. much like him. Yeah. I know. The Ed Kemper character is so Fantastic. good. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic actor. Yeah. Um, so he also, I found out, he runs a website from prison. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What's the website? I, the website is, I took a, a screenshot of it because... It's wild. So it's called ariseandshine.org. Oh, boy. And it's the official website of David Berkowitz, former son of Sam. It's basically just a bunch of, like, letters. They have his parole letter. He wrote a letter to the parole board. I mean, he is a good, he is a good writer. So I could understand how he would do a website. But also he killed um, six people. So I feel like yeah. we shouldn't be allowed to run a website. I yeah. know. That's so, that's, that's just my opinion. That's like yeah. too much. That's like giving him too much. Like what if he has fans on his website? I'm sure he does. I'm sure. I'm they, sure he does. like women yeah. that marry those men. Yeah. Ted Bundy. Totally. Oh. Don't even get me started with like the Night Stalker. He had a ton of fangirls. Yeah. Fan people. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get the Ted Bundy, like fangirl Ted mm-hmm. Bundy Shit, no, I don't. I hate Absolutely it. Absolutely not. No, serial killers are not sexy, in my opinion. They're evil pieces of garbage, and they shouldn't be glorified. No, no and Ted Bundy had like a unibrow. Ugh. <laughs> and he wore turtlenecks. Ew. Yes. Yeah. No. Ugh. And and that is the end of our list. Um, great job. Thank you. I yeah. learned. I I thought that I knew all of those stories inside and out, and I learned so many little tidbits. Me yeah. too. I'm sure you guys noticed that these guys started their bullshit in the 70s, which I thought was interesting. And 70s is kind of known for the era of, like, rampant serial killers. But I found this out that I didn't know. The last decade, in my opinion, was a dawn of a new era because um, they started catching a lot of serial killers in the last decade. Mm -hmm. Since 2010, several serial killers have been caught and convicted, including Golden State Killer. The Cleveland Strangler, the Gardener, which is from Canada. He was a landscaper who was oh, killing yeah. gay and, men and putting the body parts in the mm-hmm. yes. The Grim Sleeper, mm-hmm. um, Todd Kolhep, which I don't know how to pronounce that, but I, honestly, I don't care because he's an asshole. Yeah. He was he was a real estate developer, a real estate agent that had um, they found one of his victims in a shipping container on one of his properties. Oh my god! Oh. oh. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He had had a sexual assault as a minor, but it wasn't on his record, so he got his real estate license. I think so, yeah. Okay, yes, oh, I heard my God. Yeah, they finally caught him. And mm-hmm. then Samuel Little, who yes. might be one of the most prolific serial killers in history, mm-hmm. was caught in the last decade, which I think, but that's if we believe what he's saying. Which is always hard. For sure. He's, he's saying he, he has up to 300 victims, um, but that's him. They haven't proven all of yeah. them, but oh, so, so awful. I feel like that's a step in the right direction. For honestly. sure. Catching these guys, yeah. We're making up for the seventies, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's technology. Yeah. And DNA and like less yeah. uh murder victims is always a good thing. So always. Yeah, that was our one and done episode. And I just want to shout out last podcast on the left book. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read it, if you haven't purchased it, please do because it is good. 
and they cover heavy hitters, but they also, you know, Marcus Parks is an amazing writer, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also learned a lot of things that I, that I didn't know. I didn't know, Mm -hmm. um, about some of the heavy hitters they covered. So that's a great book. It's easy reading and, you know, Ben and Henry's commentary on that is, is pretty funny. It makes the book unique for sure. So I think we should end this episode off on a good note. Mm-hmm. And Britt likes to play this game. And is it called Five People in a Hot Tub? Hot Tub Five. Hot Tub Five. So can you <laughs> explain it? Family, yes, it is my family's favorite, like a few drinks in game. Um, I honestly don't know where it came from. My mom always is the one to initiate it. My grandma also takes it very seriously. <gasps> oh my God, I love that so much. <laughs> um, but you pick the five people that you would want to be in a hot tub with. So. You know, just any five people can be any gender, anyone, you know, if you want a chef in there, if you want people to make you laugh, if you just want eye eye candy, there's no judgment. Okay. Um, Yeah. Okay. So I was, Tiff and I talked about this a little bit and I just, my criteria is I want someone insanely funny, Mm -hmm. insanely smart Mm -hmm. and insanely hot. And those are really my only three criteria. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I don't. Did we get anybody that meets them all in one person? No, <laughs> that's hard. It's hard to. They find. don't exist. No. If they did, I I would I I would want to know them. Yes. Um, uh, okay, you go first. Who would you have in your hot tub? I thought we were gonna. We're, are we gonna do this together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You pick one. I'll, I'll pick one. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. First, let's go with. Can we go with the like mid '90s Harrison Ford? And okay, okay, that's, all right. I mean, that's an amazing first pick. That's a pretty good first pick. I would have to say <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm like such a fan girl. I'm gonna like everyone's gonna be like mm, geeking out, but I'm gonna have to say Henry Zabrowski from last podcast yes, on the left. So good. He's insanely funny. He's he so makes funny. me laugh every time. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't, I, I don't know. Okay, Britt, you go. So we have a chance to think about yeah. okay. who else we'd have in our hot tub. I love Jason Bateman. Ooh, okay, okay. okay. Good He's one, good one. dry, funny. I have mm-hmm. like a very particular type of handsome. They all kind of look like my high school boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason Sudeikis. Ooh, okay. I, oh, so good. okay. Yes. Okay. I, that is my, I love that sense of humor too. Yes. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of flack, but I also like Jimmy Fallon. Oh no, 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 no flack from me. I love okay. Jimmy Fallon. A lot of people don't like him and I get it, but I love that he like laughs at his own jokes. They think he's just so tender. <laughs> okay. That is, yeah, I definitely couldn't get mad parts. at that. Cause I laugh at like everything I say, even if it's awful, so uh, I get it. Okay. I, <laughs> also love that he laughs at his own he can barely get through a line yes. of a joke and I find it so cute and endearing actually yes um he's one of my favorites one of my favorite things is to watch like Saturday Night Live when but the bloopers where they can't get yes. through the line because they're laughing too hard I okay I'm totally on on board with Jimmy Fallon it's so good and then Josh Dumel who was married to Fergie okay yeah. his oh, yeah. gray hair Okay. Yes, yes. We it's just amazing. watched all of the Las Vegas shows. They did like a whatever recap of the full season. He is yes. Good. Transformers. I can't. He was in. Also. Oh, was well, he? Yeah, I have not seen a Transformers. 
I think he was in trans one of the Transformers. Yeah. And, uh, jawline. Hello. Yeah. Uh, yes. His jawline is insane. Mm-hmm. I have one more space, but I don't. You guys go too because I don't. I have one more, but I don't know who I want to do. Can our hot tubs be right next yeah, to each perfect. other? Because your hot tub yeah. sounds really good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's do an Oprah. Okay. Oprah. Okay. And okay. we can pick her brain and yes. maybe just hope to get like a 10% of that brilliance. Yes. I mean, incredible businesswoman. Also very zen and chill. Yeah. And good works. Mm-hmm. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe she'll give us some money too. Maybe she'll <laughs> drop her, change her, and we'll maybe become millionaires. Actually, I don't know. She has really cute dogs. So maybe she, she could bring one of her dogs too. That'd be fun. Oh, that'd yeah. be fun. So we have, who do we have? We have Oprah. We have mm-hmm. Oprah. Henry Zabrowski and 1997 Harrison Ford. Okay. So does that count as five? Because there's two of us. That would be our hot tub. No, we pick five people. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we have two more. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to do this. Do it. But I'm going to say Zach Efron. Yep. Okay. Oh, excellent. (laughs) Excellent. I'm going to do Zach Efron. He is incredibly sexy yeah yeah have you seen his new show on netflix no but i want i'm gonna watch it i plan on watching i've i've watched a preview but i i didn't i went with the like a true crime dog yes (laughs) it was like between the two but um he's good Mm -hmm. and our final final i thought we were gonna do tom Selleck's mustache for the final final okay tom Selleck's mustache excellent final final Yes, Tom Selleck's mustache. I'm into it. I'm if mustaches could talk. I I mean, that picture? Wasn't he, didn't he take that picture with the, like, cowboy hat and the and the boots? Or no, no, that was Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> we just want a mustache in the hot tub. We just want a mustache in the hot tub. <laughs> you can't um, go wrong. Yeah, that's a pretty good hot tub, I think. It is. I Okay, if the mustache is not available... I was thinking, you know, I have a thing for the rock. You do have a thing for the rock. Oh, I would climb that man like a treehouse. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We can. Ma- I could sit on his lap. We can make room for him. Yeah, we can make it work. <laughs> we can <laughs> totally make it work. <laughs> Who's your final final for your hot tub? I think I might go Barack Obama. Oh, oh that's a good Obama. one. I'm reading Michelle's book finally after like how many years it's been out and it just makes you love them so much more. I think Michelle has a new podcast out. She does. It's on Spotify only. I haven't listened yet, but I want to, but Barack was her first guest. Oh my God. I love the Obama or I love the Obamas. I really do. Oh, that's such a good pick. That's such a good pick. Yes. Oh, you know what? And if anything goes wrong, he could make you feel better because he would just say something. Honestly, actually, he might be the one person who has all the... Is he insanely funny? I don't know. Not silly funny. I like a silly funny. He's yeah. a very funny. funny person. He's he loves funny. to laugh. He's, no, he's funny, but I like a silly funny. You know, like yeah. he's funny for sure. But he is smart, mm-hmm. sexy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even sexier because he's kind, smart. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he, he is funny. I, he has like a dry kind of humor, which I do... Like, and he loves yeah. his wife so much. Oh, my God. Oh, the love for his wife is, the like, the cherry on top of the cake yes. that, of Obama because he loves his wife how a woman should be loved. Yes. And respected. Totally. Totally. And yes. he, like, was into her before 
she was really, he, he was her like mentee at the law firm, which I didn't know. She mentored him at the law firm and they like went out for a drink and then it was like, it. they were like, this is it. Good. I'm going to have to read that, but I've it's always wanted to read so Michelle. good. Oh, I love oh, that. Oh, I'm going to have to makes, get it. It gives me goosebumps. Like it makes you love them even more when you didn't think that you could. And <laughs> then you love them even fun. more. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. So good. Yeah. I'm I mean, ending it. on Barack Obama, that's just like perfection. Yeah. Is. That this is, is actually be hell of a hot tub party. Yes. yes. <laughs> Let's, and that is a perfect way to end and to end with a great toast and a cheers to our double hot tubs that are in the same yes. resort, wherever yeah. we are. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much for oh being gosh. on our one and thank done episode. You. It was so I loved fun. your one and done. Thank you so much. They're silly. They're out of control. It's the best. <laughs> thank you. So um, on that note, love yourself. Lock your doors. And light some stage. Cheers, Cheers to, to that. that. Cheers to that. <laughs> Woo. <Woo-hoo. gasps> oh my gosh, I love it.